Good morning and a good kvittel, and welcome back to Living with Emuna. Please help yourself to some uh, coffee and refreshments. And as always, a big thank you to our Emuna series sponsors. We remain deeply indebted to Avi and Bella Morgan in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbit and in memory of Bella's mother, Dr. Ellen Shanzer. Today's shir is also sponsored in honor of my dear friends, Rabbi Mark and Jill Wilds, BRS, and by the sponsors, Zaydan Omos at the Foundation for a Jewish Life and by Kara and Ben Friedman in memory of her mother, Helen Cohen, on her fifth Eurotite. Okay, thank you to all of our generous sponsors. We got a couple of Amuna emails to, uh, to share, and then we'll dive into a text specific to Sukkot, relevant to all year round, so whenever you're listening to this, it is the right time, but a specific message relevant to a Sukkot, which can enormously impact the way you observe and celebrate Sukkot this year. If anybody wants to follow Rav Gamliel, there are sheets there. But first, a couple of Amuna emails. Here we go, here's the first one. I always play the Amunashir in the evenings, but after a sleepless night, I felt I needed the Amunashir to start off my day on the right foot. This isn't the typical story of a random Spotify shear, but of a random timing to listen to the current shear. As mentioned in previous emails, I'm dealing with challenges in the fertility realm. Recently, particularly with the start of the new year, I've been feeling overwhelmed, not so great, and exhausted. I've also been having a hard time sleeping at night, which has not been helping the situation. My day started on the wrong foot and the Amunashir got it off to a better start. Number one, the Rav shared the idea, that's me by the way, the Rav shared the idea, it took me, it took me a minute, I had to reread it a couple times. The Rav shared the idea that Torah, Vodik, Milas, Chasad, and Philip, mini worlds, not just the world at large. You remember the last year we spoke about, when we talk about the world, a world, Melocha, Kola, Olam, Kula, did anyone listen to Ishai Rebo? How many times? Just on repeat over and over? That was my era of Yom Kippur. Just repeat over and over. Melocha kola olam kulo. So remember we learned, melocha kola olam kulo. Why kol? Kulo. It's repetitive, it's redundant. Why do you have to say twice? Melocha kol, olam kulo. God, you're the king. We coronate you king. We surrender to you as the king of the whole world, the whole world, twice. So we answered because one is the world out there and the other is our world. There are people who are ready to surrender that Hashem, you're in charge of the world. So the war between the Ukraine and Russia, and you'll decide who's going to win the World Series, and you determine what's going to be with the stock market, you're in charge of that world. But my world, my world, whether my plane took off on time or not, did I hit all the red lights on the way to carpool, how I react when my kid leaves the toys in the middle of the floor, my world, the fact that it doesn't stop raining and what's going to be on Sukkot, my world. So a lot of people are not willing to surrender to Hashem when it comes to our world. So we saw, Melocha Kola Olam Kulo, the double language is because our world also. So, and then we spoke about, then you can interpret, that's what the seventh grade girl taught me, Camp Marasha in 1902, that you can interpret all the Mishnayas and Perkyavos on three things the world stands. Three things remove you from the world. Every time in Perkyavos uses the word world, it doesn't mean the world out there, it means our world, our equilibrium, our mental health, our spiritual health, our world. Our world exists on three things any day that doesn't have Torah, Avod, and Gemilas Chasadim. If your day didn't have a little dose of Torah, if your day didn't have a conversation with the Almighty, a little avoda, if the day didn't have any selfless act where you cared about someone else, your world is off kilter. Your world is imbalanced. The world is not rotating on its axis the right way. And similarly, if a person indulges in kenataiva and kavod, if a person gives in to lust or envy or pursuit of honor, it removes you from your world. You're living someone else's world when you're pursuing honor or when you're jealous of what they have or when you're lusting after something that doesn't belong to you is not appropriate for you, it removes you from the world, okay? So that was the review of last week and the background of this author, of this email. 
So the rabbi, the rabbi shared the idea that Torah of Adigmas Chasadim fill up many worlds, not just the world at large. I was considering canceling a chesed I offered to a friend after work due to my exhausted state, not sleeping the whole night, but decided as I was listening to keep my plans as is because that's what keeps my world going. So very gratifying, very beautiful. This person says I was going to cancel, but chesed. It's a very, very important point. If you cancel the chesed you were meant to do for another, who would suffer the most? Not the recipient, the beneficiary of the chesed you were meant to do, you would. You would. I don't know if anyone Googled. I told you to Google it, not to believe me and take me at my word. But one of the therapies today, the top therapies to help treat somebody struggling with depression or anxiety is to volunteer. Get out of your world. Get into someone else's world. Give, do, volunteer, show up, care about another. It's enormously impactful, enormously transformational. So if we were to cancel the chesed we were meant to do for another, so the person who needed that chesed surely will suffer, but we will suffer more because we've retreated back into our world instead of extending ourselves to theirs. Number two, just like the text we learn, I give you my Rashi the whole time, we darshan up the emails too, we darshan them up. Number two, usually I spend my walk to work with bitachon input by calling bitachon hotline. Today you read an email from someone who decided to channel a stress into a simple four word prayer to Hashem, just asking for help. I decided I already had my input from the Amunashir and changed my routine to use the, the 10 minutes for Bitachon output to just talk to Hashem, which is also great. We have a lot of Bitachon input. We subscribe to the email and the WhatsApp and we listen to the Shir and we read the book and we get the newsletter. There's a lot of sources of Amuna out there, much better than mine. Incredible, you could sign up for and get. So we do a lot of Amuna input, but how much Amuna output? <laughs> right? We study, we learn, we listen, we read, we tell the story, we forward the email, but then push comes to shove, in that moment we have to dig deep into our Amuna muscle or wear our Amuna glasses to see the world in that way, we also have to have Amuna output. So she writes, to be honest, I've been recently having a hard time finding the time and brain space to do so. It's harder to get in the zone of act actively talking to Hashem and applying bitachon ideas than listening to a shir. I thought about the Pasuk, Hashlech al Hashem Yehavcha David HaMelech says, Hashlech al just cast onto Hashem all your problems. Just, you know, you have a friend, and really they didn't solve anything. They didn't make anything better. But when you had that coffee or that phone call, and you just were able to unload, unburden, you were able to list all the challenges, struggles, the issues, everything not going right right now, and you feel, I feel a little bit lighter. You're carrying that load with me. You're holding the other end of it. You're lifting it with me. So it feels a little lighter for me. So David HaMelech explained that exact same phenomenon with Hashem. Hashlech al Hashem that if you cast your issues, your challenges, your struggles, whatever you're going through, unload, unburden, cast it on Hashem. So she writes, I told Hashem all my problems, because they're only problems in my eyes, one by one. After each problem, I let Hashem know. I was giving it over to Him, and I would just try to go, let go. I imagined me throwing each ball up to Hashem with all my might to unload. He caught the balls, and I tried to feel the issue dissipating as I handed them over to Him, who's so much bigger than these tools to help me grow. The key word is tried. Because even in the moment I recognize, I still feel the weight on my shoulder, but the load is definitely a little lighter with the reminder that Hashem brought me here and He will continue guiding my way. He already has the solutions and is in the process of resolving every stress, so it'll be okay. Hopefully I'll continue finding time for the output as this is so important to stay grounded and connected. Thank you for the inspiration, blah, blah, blah. Gamar chasimatoma, may the coming year be and feel sweet. So a great image, right? Different mental images, people use different vision. We spoke about on Shabbat Shuvah. The tzaddik, the altar of Kelm, taught us that the difference between a tzaddik and rush is the capacity to use your imagination, to use vision. So her vision is, each problem is a little peckle, it's a little ball, 
Just throw it up to Hashem. Hashlich al Hashem. Just throw it up. He catches it and he says, I got it. I got it. Now you go back to do I got it. I got it. You go back to you. I got it. I got it. So again, these emails were, we give her a bracha this year. She should welcome a new healthy baby into this world. I can't wait to get that email, Amir Toshem, from the same writer, that she should welcome her healthy baby. But even before the story's over, our stories get lighter. They're very heavy. They weigh on us. They weigh on us. Relationships that are under pressure, financial challenges, waiting and longing for companionship or for a child. There are enormous challenges that people have, the pain of, of loss and just wanting things to feel a little bit lighter, to not wake up with that heavy heart and with that ache and that pain. So how do you make it a little lighter? No se bolim chavero, we can lighten the load for one another. That's the chesed that we have to do for each other. No se bol chazal, our rabbi's language is, carry the burden with another. It doesn't say solve the problems of the other person. We wish we could, but we can't. There are so many problems, we wish we could wave a magic wand, press a button, solve the problem, bring the lost person back. We can't. As badly as we want to, we can't. But what we can do, make things a little bit lighter. Someone walks in the room, you get the text, I'm pulling in from Costco. Whoever's home, meet me in the driveway. <laughs> you ever send that text? You get that text? <laughs> all of a sudden, everybody, all of a sudden, the same people who can't lift their eyes from their phone, I wasn't on my phone. All of a sudden, the same addicts who can't get off their phone. Sorry, I didn't see, I wasn't on my phone. So well, why do you send that text? Because I'm coming and I'm carrying a boatload of very heavy things. Make the load a little bit lighter. Could you help? Could you take the other side? Someone walks in the room, they're carrying an enormous heavy suitcase, a big box. You rush, oh, let, me, let me take that with you. Not let me take it from you. Let me carry it with you. Let me make it a little bit lighter for you. So among the people who can do that, we turn to friends and we should be those friends for others. But also, hashleich al Hashem. Say, Hashem, uh, this is so heavy. Hurry, hurry, take the other side. Carry it with me. Make it a little bit lighter for me. We have that ability. That is email number one. Even before the end of the story that's happy, please God. But still, until then, until it gets to be a happy end to the story, we can turn to Hashem to make it a little bit lighter. Next, I'm going to read one more email to share it with you, hopefully to inspire our Amuna, because also, but also, you never know who's listening. You never know who's listening, who knows somebody, and maybe we can help this person. Rabbi Gober, here's an Amuna story that has not worked out yet. I know that's your favorite. Smiley face. I'm probably the world's biggest Yishai Rebo fan. He greatly influenced me in my religious journey and my decision to make Aliyah happening next month. His music literally opened my heart and was largely responsible for bringing me to Orthodox Judaism from my secular upbringing. First of all, that's unbelievable. Somebody's music and poetry and words can touch someone so deeply and so real, it awakens and arouses something in them, bless you, that they, they change their life. That's unbelievable. So first of all, we gotta just tell Yishayri about that. I'm sure he hears it often, but every time it's meaningful. When I heard he was coming to Madison Square Garden, my hometown, I was ecstatic. I've seen him over five times in concert, but a Jewish performer in MSG is a different story. Unfortunately, I had a family obligation that coincided with the concert, and I knew it was important for me to attend. It was painful, but I had a moon it was for the best. First of all, I wish him and all of us, this should be the worst thing, he knows that. Exactly. This is not the worst, he knows it. It wasn't painful to miss my favorite performer in my hometown and hear from all my friends. After the concert, I received news that a large Jewish organization is providing unbelievable benefits to Olim exactly like myself. Things like a private Shariba concert, free farm, free grocery stipend, so much more. The one catch, you had to be at the concert. I was crushed. 
These stipends would have been a huge game changer for both me and my fiance, who are leaving our jobs and so much of our lives to fulfill our dream of Aliyah. I had a decision to make. I sit out, I'd sit there stressed, confused, hurt by what happened, or I'd look to Hashem, smile, and laugh about this. I focused on the good and realized that despite not getting the extra benefits, Baruch Hashem making Aliyah now is so much easier than ever, thanks to Nefesh B'Nefesh, Rabbi Fass, and a whole slew of Jewish organizations. Instead of getting these valuable benefits and an amazing concert, I got something way more valuable, reinforced emuna. Thank you for your amazing podcast, Light You Shine, blah, 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 Gamar Chasim by the author of the email. So first of all, we've got to get this Tisha Rebo. That we can do. We know somebody who knows him. But we also got to get him these Aliyah benefits. So it was B'nai Akiva, I think, who gave it out at the concert. B'nai Akiva hosted the concert. If you're listening, B'nai Akiva, if you know somebody, if you're on the board of B'nai Akiva, and even though our friend couldn't make the concert, but he became religious, he's making Aliyah, he gave up his job, and he could use these benefits. Let's get him the benefits, and let's let his email go from, I got something even more valuable, Amuna, to getting also, with the increased Amuna, let's also get him the benefits. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay. Tivhai Amuna. Rav Gamliel, page Tuf Tuf Nun Vav. You ready for this? Something we do every year on Sukkot, but you're going to do it differently this year and every year forward for now on. And I love this piece because this piece is consistent with our Amunah Shir, which of course we tell Amunah stories that are wonderful and it worked out and it was amazing and Hashem's plan and it was Hashkacha, but also when it doesn't and also when it isn't and also when it hasn't yet. Kishomram Halabachaga Sukkot. If anyone wants a copy, there are more trees that died. When you say halal on sukkahs, so whether it's when you're saying halal or you take the dalad minim on your own, the arizal in Shara Kavanos, in Sidra Arizal, the great Ari, Rabbi Yitzchak Luria, the great Kabbalist, mystic. We know that when we take the lulav and esrog, we hold the four species together the Lul of the Esrog, the Aravos, and the Hadassim. They represent four types of Jew, the one that has the positive scent and the positive flavor, the one that has one, not the other, the one that has neither, all four combination. We hold them together because all Jews belong. Achtas, Aguda, you have to bind them together. The Lul of the Hadassim and the Aravos have to be bound together because the Jewish community has to be bound together. We don't have minyanim that are just my flavor, just my species, just who I want. You have to bind it together. All the eight minyanim have to come together. We shake the lulav. We all unite. We all integrate. We're all one community. We have to have a sense of unity. And the four species also represent four parts of a Jew. I spoke about this on Shabbat Shiva too, the Medrash. The lulav is the spine, and the esrog is the heart, and the aravos are the lips, and hadasim are the eyes. How many hadasim are there? Three. And yet we have two eyes. Why? So we spoke on Shabbat Shuvah because Chacham Einav Barosho, there's an eye that's in your head, the eye of the imagination, the eye of vision, the eye of dreaming, the eye of picturing, the eye of being Roa Es Hanolad, the eye of living with your future self. Future self who says, don't, don't eat that. Future self who says, turn it off and go to sleep. I promise you, you need it. You'll want to. You don't want to suffer the opposite. The, the future you who says, don't lose your temper, don't scream. Don't lose your cool. You're going to damage the relationship. The future you who says, take your Yiddishkeit seriously. Don't have a Judaism that's at a 10-year-old level. Let it grow. Let it develop. Let it mature. So the future self, that eye, that third eye. So the Arizal's custom was when you take the Lulav and Esrog in Hallel, you shake the Lulav and Esrog in all directions. In front of you, to the right of you, behind you, to the left of you, above and down below. 
six directions all around. We take the Luvan Esrog, we shake it in every direction. And when do we do it? During Hodul Hashem Kitov Kililam Chasto. What do those words mean? Davar Amach Tehillam. Hodul Hashem Kitov. I give thanks to you, Hashem, because it's all good. Is it all good? So we've spoken about this countless times in the Amunashir. Shocking that you keep coming back. But Kitov is the great expression, right? It's a very like yeshivish answer. How you doing? It's all good. It's not all good. It's not all good. What do you mean it's all good? People are going through difficult, painful, struggle, suffering, and the answer is it's all good? And the answer is it's all good. It's all good because it's from Hashem. It's all good and all painful. It could be, how's it going? It's all good. It's all miserably painful. That's not a contradiction. Bad things don't happen to good people. Painful things happen to good people. It can be all good because it's the will of Hashem. It's all good. Even if it's painful, it's still good. So we say, thank you, Hashem, because it's all good. First of all, that's the low level. The higher level is, it's all good. What's the tov? Tov ayin, a good eye, means you see the good in everyone and everything. You see the good all around you. I'm alive. I'm breathing. My faculties work. I have a roof over my head. There are good things that are still happening, even if there are others that are painful. So I focus on, and I count, and I look at, and I'm mindful of the good. I've been saying this for years, repeating it from others. But, you know, I get a text every now and then, Rabbi Leo D. spoke in my yeshiva. Rabbi Leo D. spoke in my seminary. Rabbi Leo D. spoke in Modian. And he, he doesn't quote me, he quotes who we quote, but through me. And he, when he says it, he says, how can you find happiness even after one's wife and two children are brutally murdered on Cholomoyed Pesach. He says, because I count my children who are still with me and I look at the good of the years that I had, the people I've lost, and I'm focusing on the good, and by focusing and being mindful and being positive, that's outrageous. When he says it, that's a whole other level, and I'm not we're not judging anyone who doesn't feel they're in a place or a perspective to say it. Chas v'shalom would never judge such a person, but it's a whole other level of Hodul Hashem Kitov. And then, in Halal, if you're shaking the little of an esrog, when is the next time you shake it? You shake it for Hodul Hashem Kitov Kililam Chasto, those four sentences. And then again at the end of Halal, we shake it again. And then again at the end of Halal, the third time we shake is Hodul Hashem Kitov Kililam Chasto. We repeat that Pasuk again, so we shake it again then. Now, I always thought my whole life, why are we shaking the lulav during those words? What do those words mean? We're saying, Hashem, in every direction there's good. In front of me there's bracha, to the right of me there's bracha, behind me there's bracha, to the left of me there's bracha, above me there's bracha, below me there's bracha. There's such good everywhere. Everywhere I turn, everywhere I look, I can focus and count what I have. There's good. There's that which to be grateful for. Gratitude is a decision, not an emotion. And gratitude is based on what I have, right? Happiness is not from what I want. Happiness is from what I have. If I count what I'll have, I'll always be happy. My happiness is defined by what I don't have yet. I'll never be happy because there's always something I don't yet have. So I always thought, my kavanah, I'm shaking the little Vanessa, each direction is, Hashem, in front of me, there are things that are yet to happen, they're going to be so good. Behind me, look at where I come from, look at everything I have, it's good. To the right, to the left of me, above me, below me, it's all good. Listen to what Rav Gamliel says. It's going to change your sukkus forever. Chashavti la'adam. He says, that's not the kavana. You know what the kavana is? You're shaking the lulav and esrog in all directions. You know what the kavana is? I'm the lulav and esrog. My spine, my heart, my eyes, my lips, I'm being rattled. I'm being frazzled. I feel shaken. The world is throwing things at me and I'm shaking. 
I'm trembling, I'm rattled, I'm, I'm all shook up. And a person feels the winds of this world, the challenges and the hardship, the difficulty, it's just throwing me around. It's just throwing me like, the, like right and left and up and down and forward and backwards. I just feel so rattled. And you say, even while I'm being shaken, even while I'm rattled, even while I'm frazzled, even while I feel like I'm just being thrown in every direction, the whole image of the lulav in every direction is, I feel like I'm being thrown in so many different directions. The sandwich generation, people taking care of their parents and their children at the same time. It's a lot of people, and it's underrated and underestimated how difficult it is to be in the sandwich generation, to be caring for aging parents and be the responsible party for aging parents, and at the same time, small kids, small problems, big kids, big problems, to be taking care of kids. You're just being thrown in a million directions. Do I run to take care of my parents? Do I run to take care of my child? Do I ever take care of myself? How do I earn a living to take care of the parents and the children and myself? Just as one example, at work, it's difficult. At home, there's struggles. Person can feel every direction, everywhere I go, I'm being thrown around. I'm being rattled and frazzled. I'm just being thrown in every direction. Everywhere I look, professionally, personally, my parents, my children, outside my home, inside my home, wherever I go, I'm being rattled and frazzled and I'm being thrown around like the lul of an esrog, my spine, my heart, my eyes, my lips, the Dalad meaning together are me and I'm shaking them in every direction because that's how I feel. That's how I feel. It's incredible. Yeah. Sort of Gamliel's insight this year. Because that's how I feel. I'm being thrown in every direction. And all I want, like Yaakov Avinu, Bikesh Leishev Bashalva, just like put down the lul of an esrog and let it rest. I just want to rest. Can't you just put the lul of an esrog down and just let me be? You know, in the backyard, Hashem, under the palm tree next to the pool, I have a chaise lounge. Just put the lulav, the esrog right next to it, hadassim and aravos, next to the lulav, put a pina colada, maybe if you allow yourself a nice good Cuban cigar, just right there, a glass of wine. HaKadosh Baruch just put the lulav and esrog on the lounge chair, under the palm tree, next to the pool. That's what I want. That's where I want to be, Mekayim the mitzvah. Okay, even better. In the sukkah, put a lounge chair in the sukkah, a couch in the sukkah. Hashem, just put down the lulav and esrog. Just can't I just breathe? Can't I just be? Can't I just have calm? Yaakov Avinu wanted that. Bikesh Yaakov Leishev Bashava. He was like, I went through a lot. You know, I had to run for my life from my brother. Then I had to live with Lavan. Then the switcheroo was pulled on me. And then I just, Bikesh Leishev, can't I just retire and sit in the retiree kolal and learn all day? I just want to relax. I just want some peace and quiet and peace of mind and serenity. Can't I have one day? Hashem, can't be there one day where there's no crisis? One day. One day where the phone won't ring with someone with some crisis. A parent, a child, a sibling, a neighbor, a friend, a community member, the electric company, my boss, my... Can't I just have one day? One day. But that's not the way the world is. That's not what Hashem responded to Yaakov. And it's not the way Hashem responds to us. We desperately want that. That's the posture we wish we had and we wish we could take. But it's not it. Instead, how is our life so often, too often? How do we feel? 
Just every direction. You're just shaking me in every direction. Everywhere I turn, everywhere I go, everywhere I look, every experience I have, I feel shaken in every single direction. And Becholzo, says Rav Gamliel, who suffers from six or eight different diagnoses and ailments, and you never saw such a little, excited, enthusiastic, energized, incredible man in your life when his shamish listed off all of his ailments and limitations and pains and chronic problems and struggles, but you would never know any of them because he doesn't wear one of them on his face. It's a huge smile and I love you, the only three words he knows in English, and the hug and the energy. And he lives his life like a little Vanessa all year long. Right? He's shaking. He's just bouncing up and down. He's energy. He's just all over the room, all over the people. Because person has to make a bracha on the good, on the bad, because it's all good. It's all from Hashem. We don't understand it. It's yet unrealized good. It's all good. It's good and it feels good. It's good and it feels unbearably painful. It's all good, but there's good that feels good, and there's good that feels unbearably painful. In any direction you might feel, you're forward, you're backwards, you're right, you're left, you're up, you're down. We do that because however you feel, you're being thrown. Whichever direction you're being rattled, whichever direction you're shaking right now, it's all from Hashem. That's the statement. That's the affirmation. That's the meditation. It's a meditation. We unfortunately sometimes don't think of it that way. We think of it as, I just got to get it done, checkbox. Lula Vanessa, check. It's back in the box, in the bag, not broken. The pitam's still on it. The top is still good. That's all I care about. Check. It's still kosher. Good. But that's not what Lula Vanessa is supposed to be. It's not what sukkah is supposed to be. Judaism is a meditation. It's a meditation. It's close your eyes, ground and center yourself, enter some panemius, think about the deeper meaning of what you're doing, shut out everything else that's happening, and for a moment, be moved by what you're going to experience. Take that lulav and esrog, make that bracha, hold it upside down, make the bracha, turn it right side up, and then say, Hodu Lashem Ki Tov Ki Liyolam Chasta. Say that sentence. Whether you're saying it in Hallel, which mostly men have the Dalad Minim during Davani are doing it during Halal. And if you're not doing it during Halal, the woman's taking the Dalad Minim, volunteering to take the Dalad Minim, still say that sentence. Say it with Hashem's name. Hodu, Hashem, Ki, Tov, Ki, Liolam, Chasa. For Hashem, we're straight. All the other words adds up. There's a direction for each one. Hashem, thrown in this way. I'm thrown this way. I'm thrown this way. I'm thrown this way. However I'm thrown, you're with me. However I'm thrown, I surrender to you. However I'm thrown, I feel you by my side. Whatever way I'm thrown, whatever life will throw me today that I expect or don't expect, that I know or I don't know is coming, because I know you're good. It's realized good or it's unrealized good. It's sweet, joyous good, or it's painful, unbearably good. But I know either way, it's from you and it's good. We also shake when we get to the words, Hashem, save me. Ana, not enough words, so we have to. Ana, 
Hashem, Hoshia, no. We shake also, Hashem, save me. First we say, Hashem, whatever direction I'm being thrown in, I know it's from you, I know it's for the good, even if it's painful right now, and I recognize it's from you. Good. Now that I did that, now I go, Now that I said that, now that I believe that, could you help me get out of that? I know whatever's happening is from you. It's for a reason. It's for a purpose. It's not random. It's not chance. It's carefully curated and choreographed from above. I know that. And I'm demonstrating that. And I'm actually showing that. But now that I've affirmed that, now that I've meditated on that, you mind getting me out of that? Get me out of that. Which is one of the things a lot of our emailers share with us. When you apply Amuna, you say, I'm throwing all my problems on you. Lighten my burden. Hashem, I know whatever's happening right now, it's not random, it's not chance, it's from you, it's from above. But Hashem, with that, now that I know and I believe it's from you, get me out of it. Give me the strength to get through it. Show me the path, how to get out of this. It's from you, I know you're the source and I know it's for a reason, I know it's for good. But now that I've acknowledged that and now that I affirm that, now get me out of that. And that's exactly what we're doing with the Lula and Esrog. So shake it twice, even if you're not doing it during Halal, you're doing it at home, you're doing it in your sukkah, you're doing it before davening, you're doing it after davening. Once, every direction, whichever way I'm being thrown, I know it's from you. Kitov, it's kitov, because everything from you is chesed. And then a second time, whichever direction I'm being thrown, get me out of it. And then we come full circle. Just like our Amida, our Shemun Esra is made up of three parts. First praise, then our requests, then gratitude. So, Hodul Hashem Kitov in each direction is praise, Hashem, it's all from you. Then, Bakasha, Ana Hashem, Oshiyana, save me. And then, Hoda'a, gratitude, Hodul Hashem Kitov, Kiliyalam Chasto. So it's the Hoda'a sandwich. Thank you in the beginning and thank you in the end. It's all from you and you're all good and I see the good in everything in the beginning and the end. And in the middle, Hashem help me. Hashem get me out of this. So shaking the lulav becomes an altogether different exercise. It's an altogether different experience. It's not a check mark. Shake lulav and esrog. Too many homes you grow up, right? Each of the kids. Did you take lulav and esrog? Shake. Did you do it yet? You're running out of time. Why didn't you do it yet? Go take it. You got to take it's not, that's, not, that's not our attitude. It's not our posture. That shouldn't be our experience. Did you take it? Did you do it? Check. No check. Did you break it? Did you put it back? Were you careful? It's, okay, let's take it now. Chevra, mishpacha, family, kinderlach, eneklach, friends. Here's the kavana. Here's the kavana. Everybody. And if you're in shul, you have hundreds of men holding their love, benesrogim. Women, if you want, bring a dalad minim, volunteer, do the mitzvah during halal too. And you see, it's amazing. One year I gave a drasha and I described the na'anuim of the original flash mob. <coughs> it's, it's already out of style. You remember when flash mobs were like the in thing? Yes. Right, like in some public place, all of a sudden one person would dance and then everybody choreographed and planned it and then everyone would, you know, remember flash mobs? So na'anuim were the original flash mob. The whole shul, choreog, everyone together. It's an amazing thing. If you're not among them, you've already davened and you're just watching, and you see hundreds of people in sync. Should be a new Olympic event. 
We get the gold every time, Jews. Lulav. Right? What do they call it? Synchronized swimming. Synchronized nanuim. We'd get the gold every time. But it's amazing. But it shouldn't just be everybody's doing it, like don't poke the guy in front of you in the back of the head, don't poke the... It should be, there's a kavana, right? I feel, I feel rattled. All over the shul are people struggling, suffering, navigating challenging times. Whatever direction I'm being rattled, whatever direction I feel I'm being thrown, whatever direction I'm frustrated and struggling, hodul Hashem kitov, it's all kitov. Because everything you do is chesed. The realized good and the yet unrealized good. Now I pause as a realist and I say, Shake also for that. Hashem, you know the thing in front of me and to the right of me and to the left of me and behind me and above me and below me, all those problems everywhere? If you don't mind, could you get me out of it? If you don't mind, could you give me the strength to get through it? And then I come back to Hodu Hashem Kitov. So it's a new kavana. Rav Gamliel gave us a new kavana for Sukkot this year for the Dalad Minim. It's true not only if you're listening to this on Sukkot, if Spotify made you listen to this in March, it's also a very beautiful idea that every direction that we face, and I hope it will enhance your Sukkot this year. I want to wish everyone a good Nkvitl, a good Yor, a good Yantif, a Chag Sameach, should be a Yantif. All the cooking and all the work and all the building the Sukkot and all the assembling the Luvan Esrog, don't put in all that work and all that effort and then arrive as a Shmata. We always give that on Pesach, and it's true on Pesach. It's true on Sukkot too. Sit in the Sukkah. The Sukkah is the place of Amuna. The Sukkah is the shade of Amuna. Tzila de Mehamnusa. You're sitting in the shade of Hashem. We leave the protection of our homes, and we go expose ourselves to the elements, and we say, Hashem, I'm sitting under your shade. I'm feeling your embrace. Chavah gives the Dvar Torah every year in our Sukkah. It's given the Groch, Hasidim, all the Rebbes, that the Sukkah has to be made up of two walls and a little bit. To be a kosher sukkah, you need two walls and a little bit. Why? Because your arm is one wall, two wall, and a little bit. The sukkah is the hug of Hashem. You go into the sukkah and He's giving you a hug. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, tshuva meyira, tshuva meyira. Shaking and fear and awe and consequence. And now, sukkah is a hug. Come here. Let's hug it out. Let's hug it out. Let's hug it out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I failed, I failed, I failed, mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. And Hashem says, we're all good. We're all good. You know, you have that friend, you said you're sorry, but you still sense there's something, a family member. You say, are, are we all good? They don't even have to say anything. They just they say, come here. They give you a hug. And as you heal, here, someone in the shul, every time I see him, he gives me a hug. He says, you have to be on this side. Why? Because your hearts have to be touching. You have to feel the hearts beating against each other. You can't hug on this side. You have to hug, Charlie, you have to hug on this side because your hearts have to be beating against each other. That's a hug. That's a hug. So Sukkot is the arms. Hashem says, you say, Hashem, Rosh Hashanah, Saras Mechuva, Yom Kippur, Ni'ila, little touch and go there. Wasn't really all in it. Didn't really pay attention to all of it. Came a little bit late. I'm still pretty bitter and annoyed at you at certain things that you've done. Are we good? He says, come, sit in the Sukkah. Come, come, a hug. Your heart, my heart, let, let, them, let them beat in sync. Let them beat in sync. We're all good. Come, let me give you a hug. That's Sukkot. So we should be zochet to feel the hug. We should be zochet to reciprocate the hug. We should be zochet to feel that we're all good with Hashem. He's all good with us. We're all good with our family. We're all good with our friends. Everybody's been mocha one another. We're taking the four species, all kinds of Jews, and we're holding them together. There's just achtus and love and good energy and good weather and mirza Hashem to be able to sit outside in the sukkah. It should be a beautiful and a great yontif. And we'll see you on the other side. 
for update on the schedule. Join the WhatsApp group. Make sure you're in the WhatsApp group for, how will you know the latest Yishai Rebo song? But be in the WhatsApp group for the schedule, bonus material, and so on. Have a great Yantif, everyone. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy.